Hello and welcome to the A to the K Wrestling Show, where it's time to come aboard the Ho Train because we've got the honour of welcoming an absolute legend in the Godfather. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Man, it's my pleasure, man. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. So, um, Thank you. <laughs> what we'd like to do is uh, we could sort of kick off firstly... Um, we know that you'll be you'll be coming across the pond um, to our to our country um, to, for Wales Comic Con later this year. Um, yes, it's going to be a good time. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we're going to um, we'll probably elaborate on that uh, in a little bit, but uh, we know that you'll be appearing as both the the Godfather and as Papa Shango as well. Um, man, I don't know what's up with that Papa Shango dude, man, but he seems to follow me no matter where I go. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, so first thing I'd like to ask if we could is um, sort of if we could sort of talk about how the um, the sort of character of Papa Shango came about, if that's okay. Okay. So um, was this uh, sort of your brainchild or was this um, like sort of a combination of a few different, uh, few different people? Or... Well, what happened was uh, I'd had a tryout with them hmm. and Vince hired me. And so Vince is like, well, we're going to put you on contract. He goes, uh, he goes, we don't, we got to figure out what we're going to do with you. He says, you have a body of a monster, but you have a baby face. <laughs> and he goes, we got to do something with that face. So he said, uh, we're going to put you on contract. Uh, just keep training and be prepared and we'll come up with something. And then I, I'm almost sure it was him that called me. And he, and he said, Charles, I want you to go rent the movie live and let die and i'm um, like i i knew the movie well it's a james bond <laughs> movie right yeah, i don't know if you guys are familiar with it oh and so yeah. uh he goes there's a character in there named baron samurai and we're going to kind of take off with that and uh, i knew what the character was right away uh, the the guy that played the part is no longer with us it was jeffrey something but he was also back in the day it was seven up was the uncola and he was the uncola man and he had that laugh <laughs> and that's where i got that laugh from but yep. yeah man, that was uh vince hiding my baby face <laughs> that's amazing i love it i love it um i mean i you know growing up i i was absolutely terrified of papa shango as a kid um obviously you putting the hex on ultimate warrior and things like that um but there was one thing i, I wanted to clear up around the whole papa shango because there was a rumor over the years that, you know, at WrestleMania, the match Hogan has said that you missed your cue or something like that. Is that, is that true? Is, is, is that just? Uh, the cue was missed. Yeah. It yeah. was, it wasn't my fault, but yeah, the cue was missed, man. Um, I mean, what happened was is mind you, I'm pretty green at the time from the time mm -hmm. that I actually put on some getting to that point, it was like a couple of years at the most too, you know, and so they told me, basically, I knew what I had to do when I got to the ring. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was such a big moment. All I knew is what I had to do when I got to the ring. And so they told me, don't go until we tell you to go because they didn't want me to miss the cue. And I reminded them, I'm like, hey, guys, it's a long, long, don't forget. <laughs> and so what happened was, uh, you know, they gave me the cue late. They were probably like, Oh, they're like, oh, go, 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 go. 
So I was, I was late when I ran out there. So, yeah. But the funny thing about it is because only I only knew what I had to know. Later on in life, I would have knew more about the whole thing. Mm, but I was, yeah. you know, man, it was a big deal to be involved with all those people, you know. Oh, and so I just do what I had to do. But, um, you know, uh, bad moment. <laughs> I never <laughs> heard about it until later on. I was at signings and people are like, you missed your cue. And I'm like, what do you mean I missed my cue? Because mind you, all I knew was what I had to do. Yeah. And so uh, later on, you know, they told me what happened. And then I never heard anything about it from anybody in the WWE. I never heard one thing about it. You know why? It, well, it wasn't my fault. And whose fault yeah, it was, they like, what happened? Why was he late? And they're like, man, I gave him the cue late. So that's why I never even heard about it till later. Wow, that's wild. I think obviously, you know, it got kind of blown out of proportion, you know, at some point of like, because obviously Sid had to kick out Hogan's leg drop and things like that. Um, but right. no, that, that, that's cool that nobody, um, you know, that you weren't even aware of it yourself. No. You know, later yeah. on, you know, I would have known more about what was going on. But yeah, of I mean, course, it was yeah. Just, yeah. So <laughs> crazy, crazy. Um, so obviously, Carl mentioned about uh, being sort of terrified as uh, Papa Shango as a, as a kid, <laughs> um, and obviously, it's quite an intimidating and, and uh, sort of character. So, um, I'm just curious who do you think uh, would actually win in a match between your different personas? Because my money would be on Papa Shango, to be honest. But... <laughs> I would have to go, I <laughs> would win, man. I've had. I've... How far are we going back? <laughs> All the way. The w, just the WWE, I think I was five different characters, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, yeah. I think, right? Let me see. There, I don't, I think there's, there's Papa Shango, Kama, Kama Mustafa, uh, Godfather, and Goodfather. Yeah, they were the main ones. Obviously, before in, yeah. in Memphis, you were you were so, uh, soul taker as and well. That's not counting the nation of domination, the right to censor. A lot of people forget that I was in the million dollar corporation when we fought yeah. the football players. Remember that the Lawrence yeah. Taylor thing and Bam Bam. Oh yeah, so, I yeah. Mean, I, I, I've been involved in a few things, man. <laughs> a lot, a lot. You know what's funny is a lot of people when I do signings because mm. I'm basically retired now. I'm too retired from wrestling. Yeah, I still have my little things that I do, but I'm basically retired, and uh, you know, just having it anyway. I ask me some questions because I'm going about my life forever. <laughs> um, no, absolutely. So I think um, you know you, you're obviously known for being a you know pr pretty tough dude. Obviously, you've uh, you, you worked uh, obviously owned a strip club and things like that in the past, as you know, <laughs> well documented. Um, and obviously, no one else really could pull off a, an MMA gimmick as you know, a badass as you did with Karma. But um, thinking back to obviously like Brawl for All, for example, what was your reaction when you found out you'd be going up against, you know, legit former UFC fighter in Dan Seven in like the opening <laughs> round? <laughs> Dude, I didn't, I, you know what, bro? Back then it was just, back then I was just the big tough guy, you know, and that's a long time ago. <laughs> and, and you don't even think like that. I'm like, how much is it? I was more like, how much does it pay? Yeah. What do we have to do? <laughs> no, I swear to you. I mean, that's how I thought. I'm like, yeah. oh, we get how much? Win or lose? I'm like, oh, you know, it's so yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about it. I I, I got in there with him and yeah, man. I remember after actually I lost that fight. They brought me back. And I remember telling him, I'm like, dude, I ain't never lost a fight where somebody wouldn't even take a punch at me. 
you know, all you kept doing was trying to take me down, you know, so <laughs> um, I didn't even, I should have been, my whole problem in that deal is I didn't, believe it or not, I should have took it more serious than I did. And that was my problem. And I don't know why I didn't take it serious, but I didn't. And it cost me. <laughs> I mean, I, su- I suppose you saved yourself a match uh, with, uh, with Butterbean at WrestleMania. So. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have wanted I mean, it was Bart enough. It bad enough. Bart got me. That dude. You know what? I, I was uh, I was uh, in a room with Butterbean, Dwayne Gill, who was Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it. And Butterbean told me, he's like, dude, he goes, no matter what you guys think about me, I'm a professional fighter. I have had 85 professional fights. You guys might be tough guys, but you're not a professional fighter. Mm -hmm. And so he goes, that kid don't have a chance with me, man. He goes, I knocked the kid out as quick as I want. And he goes, it's sad. He goes, but you know, yeah, I mean, and people don't realize, even though we're barroom tough guys and we can throw hands, we're not skilled fighters. Yeah, so, you know, level. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't fight that. So I, you know, I got hurt <laughs> bad enough with Bart. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, he's um, certainly lived up to his word, all but being that. Um, so you mentioned sort of briefly um, about being part of the nation. Um, so I just sort of wanted to sort of ask about that really and see uh, what your thoughts were on on sort of being part of the nation of domination and, and obviously being a part of giving that platform to the rock to become the breakout star that, that he went on to be. Um, how was your experience in, in that faction? You know what? Uh, we didn't know the significance of it when we were doing it, you know, and how later on life would be, you know, kind of important. But dude, we were just having fun. It was good guys. Uh, we were heels. I mean, what's funny, if you did that today, we'd probably be baby faces. We probably wouldn't be heels. Um, it was, you know, I don't really talk with The Rock, but when I do see him, like at a WrestleMania or something, man, he's so cool. Uh, he'll still thank you, man, because he knows the part that we played in it. Good guy, good group. I talk to Ron all the time. Dilo lives here in Vegas. I just took a trip to L.A. with him. I see Mark Henry all the time. Good guys. That's who I consider the nation that I was part of. Of course. And just good guys. Uh, We had so much heat, bro. It was (laughs) cool to be a part of that whole deal. And then out of that deal to be become the godfather. It it was just it was great, man. It was just it was an honor to be part of that. And I hope one day that we actually get them in the Hall of Fame, the nation of domination. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. That's that's very good. I I think as you said then, like at the time, it probably... You know, it, people didn't realize what you know what it would go on to become. And looking back right. to see, you know, it it, it was huge. Um, before you kind of became the Godfather, you know, there were rumors at the time that potentially you were thinking about leaving WWE to go and join uh, the NWO. Was that is that any truth? That was that? Um, <laughs> that was before the yeah um, yeah. At one point, I was uh, I was going to go there, and uh, we'd worked out some deals and uh, to make a long story short, they decided to save some money and they went with Virgil. And so the little part that Virgil had was basically going to be my part. But uh, I'm glad that I didn't go there because, you know, we got to run with the Godfather, which was the coolest thing, you know. Oh, yeah. Exactly. To this day, I mean, bro, I am so much the Godfather that it's <laughs> if you were hanging out with me today, you'd be like, he's still the Godfather. <laughs> I love it. 
But um, now speaking of the um, the sort of the Godfather character, um, and you can obviously like personally, I think you can see sort of what a what a fun time you're having with it. Um, but do you think um, sort of when it comes to sort of today's sort of market, do you think the Godfather is a sort of character you could, or the type of character you could see today? <laughs> I was. Uh... I was in Pennsylvania this past weekend and I did like three shows. I don't normally do wrestling shows. Mm. I do the signings and stuff, but I did these three wrestling shows. And uh, one of the biggest topics was how would the Godfather do today? And, and I can tell you this, you will never ever see another Godfather in the form that which I was ever, mm. because you would offend just too many people. <laughs> there's just, no, there's no way that you, you have a godfather on TV today, not doing and saying what I, that's too bad. It's just the world. I'm not here to knock the world or knock soft people, but uh, everything changes, man. I was just, it was so cool to be a part of that whole attitude error, yeah. you know, and whatever error was before that. I don't know how many errors. I was probably part of three or four errors. Um, mm-hmm. But, but uh, just to be part of that attitude error and to be the godfather, uh, dude, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. And I was having yeah. the time of my life. Yeah. yeah. And there truly is only one Godfather, to be fair. No one can Absolutely. replicate that. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, yeah, it would be hard to have. A, I know that they put some, like, uh, the Tyrus guy, and they put some girls on some guys. But, I mean, yeah, I was a pimp selling push. <laughs> I'm selling hoes. <laughs> yeah. Smoke weed, selling hoes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's absolutely only one. I think you could, you, just, you, <laughs> you could just you can see. Imagine how how quick would they be off the air if I came out there with some <laughs> and said, yeah, "It's time to get on the hoe train." <laughs> could yeah, you imagine a, calling girls hoes today? Well, how much trouble yeah. you'd be in? Or no, selling them? Time. Yeah, I mean, it's trying a, to sell such a different them. time. <laughs> you might get away with telling people to smoke weed. That part's all right. Yeah, but yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's got it's gotten uh, it's gotten better in the states now, hasn't it? To be fair, how's yeah, it there? Sides. Um, I mean, it's not. Have... It's still illegal, but it's not um, not as frowned upon. If you know what I mean, like um, it's it's a minor offense, but it's still illegal. <laughs> so you don't have medical marijuana any place. Uh, not that I'm aware of. They do the um, the cannabis oil, but um, you can't get actual weed. Well. You, they'll catch sooner or later it'll happen oh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they'll catch on they'll catch definitely on. um but i think obviously you, you mentioned uh you know or as you know as anthony said there was it's only one godfather you could see your personality kind of shining through with with everything and, and you absolutely got that character over like i think a lot of people may have seen the godfather as like a you know a mid-card level kind of gimmick but you know <laughs> You, you, you got to the point, you know, you won the Intercontinental title. You know, how how did, you know, how big of a You know what I that? tell people? This is what I tell people. I was the most over mid-carder you'll ever see. <laughs> in your life. And uh, back in the day in the basketball arena, or in the States, we play in basketball arenas. And uh, they have applause meters up on the wall. And The Rock and Stone Cold and Take Care. Everybody looks at that stuff. And I can't yeah. tell you how many times... I had the loudest number. If it wasn't me coming out, it's when I would call the girls out. And so I always say, hey, I, you can call me a mid-carder all you want. 20, 
what is it now, 22 years since I've retired. I'm still under contract with them. They're still making merchandise of me. I still have lines when I go to do these signings. It's still cool to talk to the people, man. What else can you ask for, man? You know, what else could you ask for? Absolutely. No, you you know, you absolutely got it over. Um, But I mean, you know, winning the Intercontinental title, how how big of a deal was that for you? I know, obviously, um, you, only, you held it for like a, a month or so, but like to be on that, <laughs> you know, to be on that list. They put it on me. And what happened is when they put it on me, it just, the, the Intercontinental title didn't mean anything because I had the girls. And it just became something that, the you know, the girls would carry because the show was bigger than the Intercontinental Championship, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And so I think they just put it on me just so later on when they put me in the Hall of Fame, they had something on there. And <laughs> I think I was tag team. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, it, it was cool to get it, but it was on the it was hard to keep it on that character the way the character was, because the yeah. character wasn't there to wrestle. He was there to entertain. And I had told Vince, I, I told Vince, you know what, man, they see enough wrestling. Let me go out there and just entertain them, man. Just don't make it about the wrestling, make it about the show. And and we went with it and it got over. It got over the first time we put it on TV. It got over like overnight. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was huge. I think you're right as well. Like certain characters, like, you know, yourself, like the likes of Taker and stuff don't need a belt. It's all about the gimmick and, and, yeah. and that, that is its own thing. That's big enough. So, yeah. You awesome. know what the, the funny thing is, is a lot of people don't know. It was all my wife's idea, the Godfather. It was not something that Vince came up with. It was all my wife's, who I'm still married to today. It was all my wife's idea. The, I mean, from, I wanted to be a mean pimp. You know, I wanted to be a mean <laughs> pimp. And from, from the clothes to the, she had a jeweler making the, the gold. We had people making the vest and airbrushing them. All I did was the silly stuff. She, uh, anytime that I wore an outfit, one of my vests, and they always said something about marijuana on them. Anytime I wore one on TV, I wouldn't wear it on TV again. I would wear it on house shows, but not on TV. So she was constantly fur coats. And it was all her idea. I mean, really, wow. can you believe that? All her idea. And That's she awesome. just she figured out a way to get my personality over. Do you know what? In a way, like I, I take your point on that. Like, um, that's that's I guess well, that's why we see so much of your personality in it because, like, um, as I say, it's it sort of come from that from that place and that person who loves you. You know, yeah. dude, how you see me now, man? That like, when I go out, me and my wife have to to go out. I'm, when I go out today, I, this is what I'm wearing. This is what I'll be looking <laughs> like. So it's not. This is how I really dress. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> love it. So um, obviously, Carl mentioned um, the Undertaker briefly there in terms of gimmicks, but uh, I just wanted to sort of ask you quickly about um, the the BSK or the, the Bone Street Crew, um, mm-hmm. and sort of how the the sort of formation of that came about. Because obviously, it weren't a, a faction in the sense of an on the screen um, sense, but it seems like a bit of a bit of a brotherhood backstage, as it were. Is um, is that just something that's like you've all always been friends, and that the sort of name came about, or? We, uh, me and me and Taker have been friends since about 87, 87. We've been really good friends. Hmm. When I got there, I met Yokozuna. I met Rikishi. I met the Godwins. I met Savio Vega. And uh, we all were just guys that kind of clicked together. 
and we all played dominoes. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Yoko used to, Yoko's the one that came up with the name BSK. Yeah. And uh, it was just a group of guys. We'd go to strip clubs together. Uh, we'd hang out together. We'd ride together. We'd be on the planes together. We'd play dominoes together. We'd watch each other's back. And we were all, we were all good friends, yeah. you know? And uh, that's all it was. The click was a whole different deal, you know, than <laughs> oh, yeah. we were. And so to this day, you know, we all, we have our little BSK uh, Facebook page that we communicate and stuff, but we're all still friends today, you know. Um, Taker amazing. being one of my best friends. Did you guys see Taker's Hall of Fame speech? Yes. yes. Dude, yep. I don't know why he keeps telling people I'm a bad influence on <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, funnily enough, you know, I, I was going to mention that in the next question because obviously you and you and Mark go all the way back to, to the Memphis days and things like that. Obviously, you knew him before you came over to WWE. So you keep saying things like, you know, he's going to take stuff to the grave and you're a bad influence. I was going to just ask, you know, is there any stories that come to mind which, you know, maybe you can share? Right. Um, well, I'm going to let you guys in on a little something. And I'm sure you can, I think they're letting it out there, but Undertaker has his own podcast. Oh, okay. And if you kind of look up Undertaker's podcast, I don't know when they're going to release it, but he has his own podcast where he's already shot a bunch of episodes. And I am the second episode, it's me and him. And I'm going to oh, have wow. to save those stories from him. But I will yeah. tell you this, I will tell you this. He tells, we, he tells stories about me and him that I was going to go down in the, to the grave without even bringing it up. <laughs> and when he starts these stories, I'm like, bro, you really sure? I mean, we're having a shot of Jack. We drink a bottle of Jack on the show. We're having a bottle, you know, and I'm just like, dude, you really want to bring up these stories? But he did. Oh, wow. So it's going to be pretty cool. Oh, but I mean, I can't wait for that. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty, dude, I'm telling you, he tells stories where I'm like, I don't mind. I'm, I don't mind telling it on myself, but you're telling I'm not the undertaker. <laughs> so it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. But we have some really just crazy stories, man. Just yeah. I, I've known him for so long and we've been through three wives, motorcycles, problems, you know, kids, yeah. college, you know, we've been through it. Besides, like I said, my relationship with him is not about wrestling. When we talk, it's we never talk about wrestling. But, you know, the night that he lost, lost to Brock. We and here we're talking all afternoon and never did I even come to my mind to say, hey, what's the finish? You know, <laughs> because we don't we talk just like we don't really talk wrestling. We're buds. So it, it's cool to have a friend yeah. like that. No, that's that's, that's awesome. amazing to know that it's like you say, it's more than just the job. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah. BSK, baby. BSK. <laughs> so um. Yeah, just one question. I apologize because you probably have this one a, a great deal, but I, I'll ask anyway. Um, would could you name somebody or you the, the person you enjoyed uh, working with the most? I know that might be a bit of a loaded question, but do you have a particular favorite? I used to like working with Mark Taker mm. because I would uh, my goal is like, besides working with Owen Hart, besides working with dude, so many people I could go on. Owen was great to work with. Um, Taker was good because I'd always try to get him to break character and I'd always try to get him to laugh or something or do something stupid. But I, and him being my good friend and me wrestling him is probably, I've been in more caskets as different characters than anybody. You know? <laughs> I think if I've wrestled him, I've wrestled him a hundred times and I'm 99 and one, but I got one against him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. No, I've said, yeah, I've seen a few of those videos where you're trying to get him to break character, like him and Paul Barry. You can tell oh. that you're, you're so close. He's trying to trying his best. Oh, you, if you watch Paul, when I'm like, I know you like Paul Barry. Oh, I love it. Um, so obviously, uh, you, you know, you mentioned obviously uh, chatting to him before uh, it's lost to Brockett, WrestleMania, stuff like that. But, you know, WrestleMania itself is synonymous with special entrances and things like that. And obviously, WrestleMania 2000, you got to kind of have your own special entrance, kind of being sung to the ring by Ice-T. Um, how did that come about? How was that? Was that good? Um, he had, uh, I had met him a couple times before uh, the WWE or F for the time. I'm not sure what it was. They had set it up because they had come out with the, the, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to have the aggression albums in some yes. band, you know. Yeah. And whoever would do, I don't, I don't know the bands, but Snoop Dogg did this one, and this one did this one, and Stone Cold was done. Well, Ice Steve did my Pimpin' Ain't Easy song. Yeah. And uh, and so they thought it'd be cool if we came out together, me, him, and D'Lo. I think was in that with us. Yeah, yeah, you were tagging. Yeah, that was cool, man. Boss man and Buchanan. <laughs> yeah, I I had bought a uh, '64 Impala. Uh, low rider with all the switches and it was pretty cool we're going for rides in it but yeah it was a cool day man it was a cool day it was in la which is only like three hours from vegas so you know it was pretty cool good so um obviously uh you mentioned uh undertaker's hall of fame uh induction this year um (laughs) but obviously you were inducted into the hall of fame in 2016 um so i just wondered if you could sort of sort of describe the, the sort of moment you found out and, and sort of how that felt? You know what? I was uh, I was on the way to the gym and a guy by the name of Mark Carano called me. He's no longer with them, but he was head of talent back then. Mm. And he's like, hey, Papa, you coming to WrestleMania, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. He goes, you're bringing your family? I'm like, my family? I'm like, well, it's me, my wife. He goes, well, I want you to bring your whole family. I'm like, well, why would I bring my whole family? He goes, because Vincent putting you in the Hall of Fame this year. And I'm like, wow, you're joking, right? I thought they'd have to have a special to put a, a category to put a pimp in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and so uh, it, it, it was cool. That, but that's how I found out. You wow, know, that's that awesome. Pretty cool. I mean, obviously, you mentioned you've been married for 20 years or so. You know, has your wife forgiven you yet for not mentioning her in your speech? Or? No. <laughs> I don't, can you hear me now? Mommy. I got a big house thing, guy. <laughs> no, every dude, it, every time I put her over, I, I remind her, she's like, well, too bad you didn't remember that night. <laughs> I was just, kept, dude, that's one of the, I mean, Snoop Dogg was there. I, yeah. I mean, come on. And it was yeah. just, oh, believe me, I'll never, she'll never let that go. <laughs> believe me, I feel, you have no idea how bad I feel about it. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's one of them uh, moments, isn't it? It's um, there's a lot to take in there, dude. I was just having so much fun. My grandson, see, I'm the type of dude that don't write. Yeah, see, I don't. I'm never scripted. I'd yeah. rather just show up and say, "Let's go." Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, come across. I, I might have to hit a certain point, a certain town, but I'm just swinging it right. And so they kept staying on me about getting my speech. And I'm like, I don't. I ain't doing no speech. I'm just gonna do this in this order. Well, you know, my wife's like, baby, you need to write it down. I tell my wife, you know what? Don't worry. I'm going to put you over because there's two wives before her. And then I'm going to put you over and tell her how much I love you and this and that. And you're the creator. I'm, don't worry about it, right? I'm putting it over like that. And so it came to a point where 
I was going to talk about my grandson. It was his birthday, and I want everybody to wish him happy birthday. And that went so well that I skipped over to the next thing. Yeah. And then the second I got done, I went, did I mention my wife? Did I mention my wife? And I'm, I swear to God, I'm like, hey, did I mention, I was going to go back out there. I'm like, did I mention my wife? They're like, no, I don't think you did. And it, and it just, yeah, man, that, that was a bad one. Did, I, was, I should have wrote, hey, if, if you want to learn a lesson, write the shit down, write it down. <laughs> don't be like me. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. So no, she ain't forgave me yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, we're still there. <laughs> uh, you mentioned um, obviously Snoop Dogg, and he was inducted in the same year. Um, so uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask: um, Was there an after party, and uh, did you get to spend any time with Snoop? Uh, I I got to see him earlier that day. Um, no, dude. <laughs> after the Hall of Fame, worked out, bro. After the Hall of Fame, I felt so bad, and my wife was so let down. I mean, it, it was, we, I just went to my room, man, and just tried my best. It was, it wasn't good. Yeah. No, and, I mean, you know, I didn't, there wasn't an after party for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, you, um, hang on, can you hear me? No. No. <laughs> yeah, I haven't forgave him. <laughs> He's still um, making it up to it this day. <laughs> dude, you can't make it up. I'm telling well, you, I, no matter what. <laughs> and it comes up all the time. I wish yeah. I could make it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously, if um, if we kind of look at today, obviously you mentioned, you know, you don't really, you, you know, you're, you're kind of retired more or less of the conventions and, and the like, you know, maybe a show here or there. But, you know, what are your thoughts on the current product? Obviously, you know, we mentioned like the Godfather character probably couldn't fly today, but, you know, um, WWE, I'm AEW. I'm completely honest with you. I do not watch wrestling. Haven't no. watched it in a long time nothing against wrestling. It's not because of the product changing. I don't watch hardly any TV. I am busy 24 hours a day. Yeah. The little time that I watch TV, it's just, it's not going to be wrestling. So I'm not really up to what's going on and I, I'm not current at all. I don't know if that sounds bad, but you know, I'm not following it right now. Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah that's now. fair. Yeah. yeah. I, what I, I hear I used to hear a lot of good things about the AEW. I'm hearing that maybe the two are balancing out a little bit more. I know I've, I have seen some women's matches. I'm very impressed with what the women do today. Yeah. I think the matches that I have seen and the little bit that I have seen in some of these shows, the women seem to go just as hard as the men these days. So I think yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. You know, no, it's, a, it's um, definitely um... it's a different style of wrestling. It's, you know, but it's a, hey, Everything changes. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so obviously, uh, the amazing news uh, is that you're going to be heading across the pond uh, to our neck of the woods. You're going to be at Wales Comic Con um, in December this year. I think it's the 3rd and 4th of December, obviously alongside the likes of William Regal and Johnny Gargano. Um, what can fans expect from meeting you at the, at the convention? <laughs> With me? I don't know what you can expect anything <laughs> from me. But a good time, man. Uh, I said, Papa Shango's going to be there. We'll sign everything. And just how you see me now, man, I'm an easy guy to approach. And I like to have fun. And let's have a good time out there. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Um, so with you coming over to the UK, um, can I just ask, uh, do you have any any thoughts on on the sort of the UK and the UK fans um, from your experience over the years? I've, I've never had a bad one over there. Yeah. So just glad to be back over there, man. Yeah. And, and there's probably a lot of people there 
that might have only seen me as Papa Shango and they just never seen me as Godfather, you know. So uh, yeah. it'll be a good time. I can't wait. I can't wait to see everybody. It'll be a good party. Awesome, man. Yeah, but yeah, we can't wait to see you. I think um, obviously, um, kind of last kind of question or two. Um, you know, you're a really big family man. You mentioned that you got you got four kids. Is it you got four kids? Um, yes. Do you, do you see any of your ch- children potentially kind of going the, the route of pro wrestling or no, different different no, careers? No. no, my youngest, my oldest is thirty five, and my youngest is twenty, and none of them are going to be wrestlers. No. <laughs> they, if they wanted to, it'd be cool, but no, none of them showed yeah. any, you know, interest in being wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> so, um, for me, lastly, I would just like to say, uh, obviously, you've, uh, in terms of other stuff you've been up to, we, we believe you've uh, recently launched your own uh, cannabis flavor uh, within the Insane OG. Uh, oh, yes. If you could sort of tell us a little bit about the experience of, of sort of putting that together. Well, Be Real with Cypress Hill, he owns a bunch of dispensaries in California. I think there's nine of them. They're called Dr. Green Thumbs. And he called me one day. He's like, hey, I know what type of flavor you like. I got some things I want you to try. He goes, I'd like to, me and you get together and let's do a collaboration where it's your own strain that you picked out. So with the Insane Godfather, uh, it is my strain that I picked out. And it's really a good strain. But you can only get it in California. But well, oh, uh, nice. now it's amazing to sort of have your name on that. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah it's, pretty cool, man. <laughs> it's great. The jacket in the back, that's an insane uh, jacket. Oh, nice. Oh, nice yeah. I think it's great. Plus, you know, the insane, uh, pre- it's a premium line and it's really good, all of it. I think there's 20, 20 or 30 different flavors, but I'm one of them. Oh yeah. Awesome. Um, well, yeah. Any any of our listeners or watchers over in uh, in California, make sure to check it out. Um, but I think you know before we wrap things up, obviously we're huge fans of your Instagram page. Obviously, we've interacted a few times on there, you know, with videos and comments and things like that, and genuinely just put smiles on our faces just seeing what you're up to and you know <laughs> engaging with all the fans and stuff like that. So you know, kind of just before you go, can you tell people how they can follow you and kind of keep keep up to date with everything you got going on? Oh, uh, only social media. I'm on. Instagram as the Godfather. I'm verified with the little check mark. On Facebook, I'm the WWE Godfather, but I'm much more active on my Instagram. And so if you really want to be up to date and see what I'm doing daily, you know, come check me yeah. out, follow me on Instagram. Yeah, but it's a lot you, of fun. If you're, not, <laughs> if you're not cannabis friendly, I might not be the one to follow. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's a lot going on there. It's definitely entertaining. But, yes. you know, thank you so much for taking the time. Honestly, we genuinely appreciate it. And we can't wait to see, uh, you know, our neck of the woods in Wales uh, end of the year. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Hey, everybody. This is Thunder Rosa, and you're watching or listening A to the K. 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 A to the K.